Okay, Amy? Yes. Okay, I think we're online now. I think we're we're ready to talk. I'm not okay. sure. So if if there's I'm new at this, um so this is my podcast and it's called Create Beauty Every Day. So um and we talk about rug hooking and creativity and art. So the first question I have for you is tell me how you got involved in punch needle in the first place. Sure. Um Originally, I was a weaver and loved to weave, and friends of mine, Cynthia and Preston McAdoo, took over their parents' um, punch needle rug hooking business. They made gorgeous um, punch needle rugs, and I saw the first rug, and it was really, it was love at first sight. It had everything that I adored about weaving, the warmth of um, the fibers and the colors, but I really loved to draw, so that part really appealed to me to have everything I loved about weaving, but to be able to combine my love of drawing as well. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, uh, in weaving, it's it's a, quite mathematical to try and create an image, isn't it? It's, it is, yeah, with tapestry, and it's it's much slower. The results are gorgeous, but when I saw the punching, it was really, well, we always say, like, painting with wool, and I love that about it. So how did the Oxford punch needle become the Oxford punch needle. How did that happen? Well, I punched with a wonderful tool, the Craftsman's punch needle, for a long time. That's what we all used. And it's a great tool, but I wanted something a little more ergonomically um, designed because when doing it for a living, I would often punch, you know, 10 or 12 hours a day and just wanted something more comfortable. So yeah. I, was, I was very lucky um I, I told everyone that I wanted my own needle if anyone expressed any interest <laughs> at all. And about the hundredth person I asked said, oh, well, my husband's an engineer and he likes to help fledgling inventors get their projects off the ground. And, oh, he does it for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I was incredibly lucky because I knew exactly what I wanted, but I had no idea, you know, how to how to bring it to life. So he yeah. really was responsible for that. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, it's such a really, beautiful thing. It was really amazing. <laughs> and so it's all manufactured in the states. Um, yes, the handle, the wooden handles are turned in Maine. Um, apparently, all the wood turning in the states happens up in Maine or in Maine. The, yeah, mostly all of it. And then the engineer was from Oregon State, so the tool and die um, work is still done there. So the metal needles are from Oregon, and then we assemble them all here. Um, my husband and I did it at the kitchen table for 11 years, and then we hired my employee, Heidi, and she did it until just a couple months ago. And now we have um, three people making them for us. Tell us what happened a couple of months ago, because that's a really oh. interesting story. <laughs> well, a couple months ago, I got um, an email from a woman named um, Aruna from a company um, in Toronto, um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right because I've never mm-hmm. heard it said, but it's um, Bukow, B-O-O-K-H-O-U, and yes. um, asking me if I'd like to partner with her. She said she'd posted a, a video on Instagram that had been very successful and would I like to partner with her, and I didn't even know what that meant. Um, right. <laughs> and my granddaughter had actually been born that very day, so wow. my mind was not on business <laughs> And I wrote back and said, well, what did you have in mind? Um, And she said she'd like to swap for a complete set. And um, 
I sort of forgot about it, but that was on a Friday, and on Monday I came in, and Heidi said, Amy, I don't know what's happened, but we've gotten orders from all over the world. <laughs> Thousands of orders from all over the world. And I said, oh, I think I know what happened. So I emailed back Arun and said, I'd love to partner with you. And, um, since then, we've been getting orders literally from all over the world. Last week, we shipped to Kazakhstan. and um, Wow. It's just been incredible. Um, so the growth of my little company it's yeah. Beyond anything I could ever have imagined. How has that felt personally for you? Um, I'm very, very grateful. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to take away from that, but it's been incredibly stressful. Yes. It's been very, very difficult. It's meant hiring new people, um, and we've got wonderful people now. But um. It's it's incredibly stressful to go from being a rug maker and a teacher who sold a few punch needles on the side <laughs> yeah. to um, to being a, a full fledged manufacturer um, because we're getting requests from all over the world for wholesaling and you know companies that have twenty stores and you know mm-hmm. yeah. I'm really happy for you. I think it's oh, exciting and fun. I'm really happy thank for you. you. Yeah, and it's, it's a- it's good for your community, and it's a wonderful thing, really. Yes, it really is, and it's lovely to be able to give people jobs, and it's so exciting to see Punch Needle grow. And the Instagram community is wonderful, you know. Um, yes. Just seeing what people are doing and um, just seeing people having so much fun with it, you know, it's it's fabulous. It's really exciting. You know, they, they're breaking all the supposed rules, you know, which is fantastic. You know, they're punching on both sides of the rug, and it's wonderful. It is wonderful. I've been watching it, too. And people, I just, you know, I just love what people are making, and I I watch Rose Perlman, and she's always doing something different and creating something for her child. It's just, it's innovative and fun and exciting. I, I've, I've been watching it, too, and I've, I've just been loving it, really. Yes, I have, too. I mean, one lady from South Korea made a collar for her coat, and yes. someone else made a little hedgehog purse, and, um, you know, it's just someone else made a, a three-dimensional frog pillow, and yeah. it's just so much fun to see the creativity with people who've just discovered it. It's fabulous. Yeah. Do you do you think about yourself as an artist, Amy? I I do. I that's the part that brought me into all of this was my love of of drawing and my love of art and color in particular is the most exciting part for me is color. And so what other what other artists have influenced you when you look at art? What you know, what where does your where does your influences come from? Oh gosh. I would say mostly from nature, um, mm-hmm. but um, the Impressionists in particular, um, but really mostly just being outside and seeing color combinations that make me want to create something, even if it isn't what those color combinations <laughs> might be, if you know what I mean, seeing yeah. that colored lichen against a brown or seeing that yellow bird against the cobalt blue sky, that that kind of thing. Yeah. 
you know, it just makes you want to go home and make something and yes, die the world to get it right, to get it, it just does. right. Yeah. 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 So, Amy, you're going to come up next year to my studio, I hope. That's the plan. Yes, I'm so excited. We've got the date set now. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting to know you, too, and we'll have a nice few days together. But yeah. I'm, going to ask, I'm going to ask you a few little questions um, sure. before we wrap it up. So, are you a reader, and what kind of books do you like to read? Oh, I'm a huge reader. I'm always kind of depressed if I don't have a book. Right now, I'm reading um, The Magician's. By yeah. Lev. I can't remember the name, but I was very excited because it said that it was for anyone who loved the Narnia Chronicles, and which is one of my favorite books. So it's sort of an adult version of that. It's very good. Okay, great. And and do you read mostly fiction or nonfiction as well? Um, mostly fiction. Um, yes, mostly fiction. Um, how do you feel about technology? Oh, gosh. Sometimes I love it and sometimes I hate it. Um, When I first started, um, my first business, punching business, was Red Clover Rugs. And in the first six months, I designed um, a dozen different rugs that were for sale in kits and patterns. And I thought, how did I do that? And I thought, oh, there wasn't internet then. (laughs) And I think... I think technology is wonderful in terms of the way it's brought people together and to have so much information at your fingertips, but I think it also really takes us away from having time to do more creative things and spending more time with our families and that kind of thing. Do you still hook regularly like yourself? Right now, I don't. I haven't really had time to hook for months and months. I'll I'll make projects um, for teaching a new class, but um, we're really um, just swamped with orders right now, which is wonderful, but we're sort of trying to keep our heads above water during this time of incredible growth. (laughs) I wish I was punching. do Do you think you'll ever write a book about it, or have you written a book about it? Um, I've written one how-to book yeah. um, quite a while ago in 2002 called Punch Needle Rug Hooking. There wasn't a how-to book, um, and I'd really like to do a follow-up book um, with all the techniques that I've learned since then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm working on a book about McAdoo Rugs, the company that I've learned from, so I'm really excited about that. But yeah. that's kind of on hold. <laughs> Yeah, right now. Everything's on hold right now. Like, yeah. I know what you mean. When your business has, like, sudden growth, it's yeah. it's a bit shocking, really. You're, you're never quite ready for it because you can't you can't always plan that, you know? It just happens. Did yeah. that happen to you too, Deanne, or did you grow more Not, gradually? I grew more gradually. It's been a real gradual. I've been at it for 25 years. How long have you been at it? I started in 84. Yeah, so you started before I did. Yeah, it's been incredibly gradual, um, yeah. and I've watched it grow the whole time. This was sort of an, a wonderful explosion. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. And now the now the challenge will be sustaining that explosion, yeah. right? Yeah. And and yeah. finding ways to sustain it so that you can keep your, you know, keep that growth and and yeah. and build on that, which will be a wonderful thing. So we gotta. Yes. We you know we gotta keep people interested in rug hooking. I think. The exciting thing about the Instagram discovery is that it's a whole younger 
generation. Yes. My students are in their 40s to their 90s and mostly sort of in their 50s and 60s. And my followers on Instagram are in their 20s and 30s. So that yeah. is just thrilling, really. I know. It is thrilling, isn't it? Yes. Because we've been looking for years at how to engage I, how to engage younger people. Like I'm, I'm in my 50s, and most of my customers, I agree, are 40 plus. Most of them, I would say, are actually 50 plus. Yes, and um, I used to be young. You know what I mean? I used to be the young thing, but I'm not oh, yeah. anymore. <laughs> Me too. The first time I taught, someone said, well, you can't be the teacher. You're too young. Because, you know, I started teaching when I was 24. Yeah. So, yeah. Was there a lot of uh, creativity in your home growing up? Um, yes, it was really encouraged, um, and my mom was very supportive. I always loved needlework and sewing. I think one of the things she did that encouraged me the most, I was doing um, needlepoint in front of TV and sewing and sewing and sewing, and I guess I was really watching more TV than doing needlepoint. And yeah. She called me for supper, and I went running into supper, and I realized that I'd sewed the entire thing to my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> And, and mom said, well, we have two choices. We can either undo the needlepoint or we can just cut a hole in your skirt. And I must have looked so pathetic. She said, okay, we'll just cut a hole in your skirt. And <laughs> I think if she'd chosen the other, I might not have become a fiber artist. <laughs> so really, you've been getting lost. I was just writing a little article or a little a little part for my new book, and, and I was writing about how, you know, record can used to kind of be women's work or, or and yeah. same with needlepoint, all that. And now I really see it as mind work. Like it's so much about... It's so much about developing yourself and growing as a human being, like doing handwork, that it we've we've under we've really underestimated the power of it, I think, over the years. And you sewing that to your skirt, that needlepoint, makes me think that you achieved kind of that flow when you were really, really young. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you 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 were able to get lost in your work at a very young age, really. I really enjoyed it. I have um, eye problems, and I had to wear a patch. And one of our exercises, um, doing things, you know, with the patch to make my weak eye stronger. So um, I spent a lot of time doing things with one eye that were artistic. And I think I just got to love it at a very young age. Yeah. And it's still sustaining itself. Well, I hope you get time to hook again soon. Oh, thank you. Well, I remember um, reading on, on your website, or maybe it was when I heard you in Cleveland at AFA, just saying you have to make the time. You have to take the time. And you do. You have to exactly steal it. Right. You have to yeah. steal it from whatever else is going on. <laughs> and, right. And I, I think, you know, I raised young children and did it then, and, it was really that I think that was my most difficult time being an artist because I always felt I was stealing something I was stealing from something else that was really important, you know. Yeah. And I, I still feel guilty about that theft <laughs> you know, of time from my kids. But I had to have it. I had to do it. I wasn't able to do anything else. And so you might need to steal a little time from your yes, business. I I think I really do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope this is all recorded because it's been a beautiful conversation. Oh, thank you, Dan. I'm so glad you asked. It's lovely to speak with you. It's lovely to speak with you, too. Thank you very much, Amy. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.